Welcome to the Sunday Roast Podcast, episode 25. I'm Aaron, aka Lazy Boy Loops, and I'm joined by the star of the hit Paramount Plus TV show, Cher and the Loneliest Elephant, Paul, aka Pueblo Vista. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me. Fuck is it? Yeah, I would. Like we said, this thing's this thing's gonna get better and better eventually. Oh yeah, it's been fucking hell, fucking hell. It's been a while. It's been a while. Are you done with it's all of your holidays fucking... and all of you? You're moving to different countries. Ah, uh, uh, I, th- I think, I think, I think, I think, I think we're uh, we're at a good level right now. I think we're in a good level. Yeah. But we're getting there. We're definitely uh, we're definitely over the hump. It's just getting, uh, it's just this final push, you know, yeah. to, to get us there. We haven't, uh, I mean, I posted something last night. It was like super in the in the late AMs, you know, like yeah, a yeah. lo-fi person should. Like we haven't really arrived yet and we haven't even, we haven't really departed. You know what I mean? You're like yeah, in yeah. this sort of like weird I hate that time. Uh, thing. Like, we've moved around so much and I just hate that period where you're kind of like, you're still here. I mean, I guess it's a bit more difficult for you because you've literally moved across Europe. <laughs> so you can't, like, you know, if you've forgotten something at the old place, that's it, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that I, I have to get used to again because I haven't been here for 10 years. So there's... Uh, predominantly, it's the mentality um, and, and the way things are things tend to happen like you need a little bit more time it's not as snappy as it should yeah um i guess it's you, so, you're going into an entirely different culture again moving down uh, the road kind of doesn't really compare even though you've to, yeah, yeah. to a different uh, town it doesn't really matter like exactly <laughs> there's exactly. still be british dickheads everywhere around here but yeah with you you've got an entire like i guess mm. entire country's culture that Though it's obviously mm. deep-seated in your roots, that you've still kind of got to get used to that because you've been living in mm. in Austrian land for a while. Yeah, but as, still, again, like it's not really 100% my culture now because it's it's def- it definitely evolved a little bit the past 10 years. I would say it actually evolved a lot, um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I got. I guess you just have to be patient, and as, and as soon as as long as things are settled. Yeah. and you get to do what you want to do like fix this fix that find this gadget thing and you figure out that or whatever so yeah yeah i mean i'm blessed to be here the way i am to be healthy enough also uh yeah it's not it's it's definitely a bumpy ride but um yeah there's more there's more like i don't know straight parts of the road rather than bumpy ones but yeah. when the bumps start it's fucking crazy like today and yesterday was a little bit too bumpy for my vibe but it is what it is i'm um, definitely some good inspiration for some lo-fi sad boy loops shit you oh, know no, whatever don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> don't no. sad shit oh cool someone, anyway so, you know just kind of jumping through to the comments someone's come on and called either you or me a scammer so that's that's a great start <laughs> to what is essentially is season two of this Sunday Rose podcast. <laughs> Damn! Hell yeah! This this fucking this fucking escalated quickly, right? Oh shit! Have you been scamming people again? I would uh, <laughs> again. I would like yeah, yet yet again. Yeah, <laughs> I would just like to know from uh, what's his name uh, if 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 he can just tell us like which which one is the scammer. 
Is it me or is it Aaron? It's is probably it both me. of us? It's probably me. You know, I've been going. Nah. I've been going around selling my cheat sheet. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Oh, I I had a really nice thing to, for us to to kind of move on to, but I've um, that that derailed that really quickly. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, um, oh, wow. I've been existing as well. Um, yeah, not so much. Uh, not as exciting as like moving across across the country and whatever. Um, yeah. I I've been leaving the house more. <laughs> That's that's good. That's yeah, good. Progress. I mean, progress. I mean, I, I mean, after after you stopped going with your little BMX bike for groceries, I kind of like, I kind of like worried a little bit. I was like, when is this guy going to leave the house? Like, what's happening? Hey, is I, it cooking another well. album? No, I am. Well, I, I have. It, it's it's coming out at the end of the month. I mentioned it last last time. Um, yeah, we have we have I'm, a nice I'm little EP look, coming out. That's why I'm setting up. I'm setting you up for it. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I haven't really kind of thrown it out there yet. I've been doing that really annoying thing of like teasing shit that nobody cares about. So that's been fun. Um, yeah, just kind of slowly kickstarting the promo process, mostly to kind of keep myself um, calm about it, I guess. Calm? That's not really the word. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah, I'm eager to kind of just throw shit out there. I'm kind yeah. of um, stopping that over enthusiasm just by kind of like, okay, well, this week I'll post a cryptic story that has uh, a <laughs> tiny portion of the album art on it, and then because um, <laughs> that's you know, no, I, I definitely like. I mean, you know, I, I do. Uh, you're one of the very few people that I give two shits about, so I would definitely be interested. I see your stuff that you post, like when when I'm up in the late AMs, because my brain just won't switch off and I just get lost into. I guess you know watching stories from the same people and then a lot yeah. of DIY stuff. But anyway, um, so yeah, I just I just didn't have like any fucking time to focus on anything because I think what you're cooking, it's actually quite interesting. And I, I mean, I know that I will definitely enjoy it when it comes out. So I'm pretty sure other people will. But speaking also like of you know promotion and stuff, is it like my impression or? Or did things kind of like slow down a little bit, or like there's not so much, there's not so many voices. Like what's? I feel like the whole, I wouldn't say genre or whatever, but the whole kind of like um, scene is kind of like quiet at the at the moment. I, I don't, I don't really know how to put it. Yes and no. Um, I think this kind of both falls into. I mean, you've mentioned previously that you just couldn't be bothered and just unfollowed everyone on Instagram um, and I went through kind of a similar thing um, the other day and just kind of cleared out my following um, mostly because it was like there was loads of dead accounts um, and then there was just people or artists that you know I'd maybe followed at the beginning of my like musical journey that just aren't really relevant to me anymore or you know I just generally have no interest in what I kind of wanted to to do is go back to my Instagram and kind of curate a space of people that I actually was interested in, people that I had spoken to um, and, and had interactions with and people that that meant something to me more than just kind of like, you know, just kind of wanking them off because I wanted some exposure sort of thing. So 
yeah, I went and followed like a bunch of people, which has been a breath of fresh air. And <laughs> inadvertently, it, yes, it has kind of made it so that things are just a little bit more quiet. Um, and I, I, yeah, I kind of see it the same overall as well. Um, I'm not seeing as much from kind of, I guess, all of the different uh, labels that that were posting a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, there's kind of not been a lot of noise. In terms of promotion, mm. anyway, it seems that people are kind of just um, just chugging along with their own shit, which is kind of nice yeah. um, because it's not just the same. I don't know, fifteen people that are posting that once again they've made Lo-Fi Beats editorial because they've released with one of the yeah. six to ten labels that all have yeah, the hookups yeah. that get them on those those playlists um and as well that that in a way and i'm happy to kind of just throw this out there and make myself look like a dick but like the, half the reason as well why i unfollowed a bunch of these people was because it was just week after week of just like oh i've released with this, this label and i'm, I'm on lo-fi beats i'm on lush lo-fi i'm on jazz yeah. vibes and it's like yeah. that's great for you but for me and my you know mental health personal development whatever I just yeah, don't yeah. want to be seeing this anymore. I've been—is <laughs> it bitterness? Probably. I've been doing this, nah. like making lo-fi music for, um, like since 2019, and I've not had a sniff at an editorial. So in a way, there's a part of me that's a bit just like, Do you know what, fuck you. <laughs> and then there's a second bit of me that's just like, like that's a that's a win for you. That's fine. But the grand scheme of things, like we don't talk. Um, I, and I don't care, <laughs> so bye. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think yeah, you're right. It has been a little quiet. Um, is this the Lo-Fi purge that we were talking about? Maybe. Probably. I think. I think that that's that's what's happening basically. For me, this is this is. I wouldn't say this is it, but it's definitely like part of it. Um, I was. Uh, I, I. To to my like the way I experienced it, I think it kind of. Um, just happened of course you know i cannot really be 100 percent objective because the past i would say a couple of months i'm everywhere but paying yeah. attention to the scene or whatnot oh why does it say the live our live video ended it's still there for Oops. me okay still ah, good for still, me still works okay okay good i just freaked out <laughs> anyway uh yeah, um, I just, uh, you know, because of the move and all that stuff, I wasn't paying like too much attention to yeah. what's exactly happening. So I guess that's why for me, kind of like ended very abruptly. Like I just got back, I would say the past week, even though I was like super busy with work, I started like sort of like getting a feel of things, seeing what's happening. Um, but I'm, I'm, def I'm definitely very happy to see that this sort of, hey... I just made it in a tutorial and then you look at the credits and you see the labels and whatnot. This thing kind of like died beautifully. Yeah. And it, it was it was a, a breath of fresh air, to be honest. Like, I think people just realized that um, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, and I just want to add something to what you said about sniffing, sniffing in a tutorial. I, it's pretty easy to sniff them out. You just see the label that they release. Oh, for sure. It's again, I think things are getting back to normality again. Ger the German instrumental hip hop scene is like dominating. Yeah. <laughs> everything. 
like apparently the hip hop is only in Germany. That's a, that's about it. Everybody else can go suck a dick. Yeah, I mean, so it is. It, that is what it is, I guess. Um, but I think the same thing goes here in the, like this week. I went away for a couple of days out in the, in the sticks stayed in a storage mm. container it was converted it was lovely um there wasn't really mm. well we knew that there wasn't any wi-fi so i was like yeah i've got a bit of phone data if i need to check anything but the signal there was like yeah. trash anyway so i really had not a lot of choice um about kind of being online and i think that in itself kind of similar with you that y- you've taken yourself away from it all and you've not really been that involved in in the scene and what's happening and stuff and do you know what yeah it's, it's been kind of nice i think it's sometimes nice to take a break like i have been way too involved in things sometimes um i think you're well aware of of how invested i can get into shit that just doesn't matter um especially shit that has nothing to do with me <laughs> so you know being able to not do that it was nice but also kind of choosing not to do that as well um I mean, my Twitter's been pretty much dead since I just decided to to keep any uh, bullshit onto the podcast, and um, I've just been posting like a load of crap, um, like probably yeah. nonsense. But do you know what? It's been nice um, not to deal with, you know, lo-fi Twitter, I guess, because it's just full of opinionated assholes that don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> In my opinion, as one of those assholes who doesn't know what he's talking about. No, it's it's definitely like I think um, it's very important. I'm happy that you did that and you, you know just removed yourself uh, for the time being at least wow. from all the social media and all the noise and whatever. Yeah, I know yeah. you get back on that. You'll jump back on that bandwagon eventually. You always do, but it's it's great. You know, like you need you need to, you need to have a break um, for your own personal mental health. Yeah, it's quite important. Like for me. Having this almost consecutive, uh, I had like almost like two, three consecutive breaks. Like first it was really preparing for moving, um, like beginning of summer. So I kind of like removed my myself even more from the whole yeah. thing. And then going away for sort of like vacation chores on in August, like an entire month. And then now like moving moving like you know getting back into reality for a couple of weeks just packing shit and it's like going crazy yeah it's it's very refreshing i think you asked me at some point i think this was like a while ago like the the i think no it's probably the previous podcast um like how do i feel not dealing with that shit yeah and i'm like fuck this is getting like it got super more very attractive like i i'm I was like seriously considering like uh yeah we just i think we just it had a good run you know it was great yeah i can just i can just chill now and i can say yeah i've been there done that i can just keep the radio app and just enjoy that and have some fun there and just focus there entirely yeah um yeah nah it's great like speaking of which since you'll be plugging your album like i'm i'm really happy with the the way the app turns out i mean yeah. um a couple of n- numbers that I can share with you because I haven't shared with you like a lot of things lately because I'm just trying to have like a, a better idea. Um, we've managed in I don't know the past couple of months the the with the app being dead more or less and relaunching officially yeah, yeah. Uh, on both platforms. 
Uh, we, I, it started off with, uh, I think there was like a, around five to 600 monthly active listeners on the app, like around, you know, 10 dedicated people yeah. <laughs> than everybody else. And now I checked that beginning of the week, we went up to two and a half thousand. So, and this is across both like, Android and iOS. Exactly. Like there's like two and a half thousand active listeners, unique active listeners per month, which is not bad. You know, it's like I'm not really I don't want to go for the crazy numbers of millions or whatever. Like at the end of the day um, and we're it's not how should I say, because I'm pretty sure a lot of uh, goodwill people might might, you know, compare this with oh Spotify for artists or whatever. Yeah. I have X, Y, Z monthly listeners. Whatever. OK, yeah, that's that's a. That's a, that's one thing, but having like an app with almost like zero advertisement, or I'm I'm really bad at fucking even posting shit about yeah. it. You know that. Um, I mean, two and a half thousand people, like unique people listening every month. It's not bad. No, that's really it's good. It's not bad. I think yeah, that's really good so, for a dedicated app as well. Like, as you mentioned, you've got like Spotify, you've got Apple Music, you've got D, you've got all of the the DSPs. Um, yeah, and you've also exactly. got like. YouTube as well. I, I know that's kind of the mm-hmm. same, but different. Um, but you know, there there are two and a half thousand people that are choosing to go onto your app specifically, and I think that in itself is mm-hmm. um, it, it's pretty impressive. Um, though you have shared with me some very interesting <laughs> reviews. Yeah. <laughs> don't, Apparently, I, people don't know how radio works, I, but I it think, is what it is. <laughs> well, I think as well. Um, because a lot of them are Android reviews. Uh, being an yeah. ex-Android user myself, I think I know where it stems from, and it's that because Android is so kind of, I guess, developer-friendly, and you know, it's easy for people to jump into like beta tests and stuff like that, or download like you know alphas and and whatever, and get involved in in helping with the development. It's kind of, I think, I feel like it gives Android users this sense of superiority where they can, like. I know how to improve this app even though they didn't ask so they come along and being like I want this feature and this feature where's this feature I can't skip tracks or shuffle the music and it's like that is a fucking radio mate <laughs> do you yeah, not mate, know? Mate, it's a fucking radio do you know how it works I, do you have radio in your I country? think that kind of just shows <laughs> though the generational gap that we're experiencing oh, yeah. it with like I guess Gen Z and that you know we're so yeah, used yeah, to music yeah. on demand that the concept yeah. of music that just plays and you can't choose what you're going to listen to seems alien. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I I had um I had my dad here yesterday. No, yeah, yesterday. Um, I was putting up the new TV furniture downstairs and I asked him if he can do me a favor and put this up. This is the classic IKEA Kallax, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh yeah, like he, he realized I got a new, uh, turntable. I haven't used the turntable, I would say for the better part of the last decade. Uh, there, there used to be one in my basement for, I don't know, it moved with me, yeah, but it, it never made it to the, the, the studio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it got like super old, so I tossed it anyway. So now I was like, I told him like, my plan is to basically have this connected to my audio interface in the PC. 
and I will start, let's say Monday, like my working day or whatever, I'm just gonna put a record on. Yeah. I'm just gonna listen. Like, like fuck this, fuck this Spotify. Maybe it, it's, I don't know, it's our turn to get old, I guess. And you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna stick to the old ways or the a way that I learned at least. Because this in-demand thing, it's just, I don't know, for me personally, being 41 years old and all that, it kind of like, um, it just lost the magic, yeah. you know? Like the, the romanticism if, in a way, if you want to put it, like putting the fucking thing on, listening to the fucking, the, the real vinyl crackle, <laughs> I guess. And it's just, yeah, put something on, just listen to it. The fucking side is going to be over. Then you're going to go over there, like flip it and put the other side on. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. And I'll just fucking listen to all of my records eventually again. I don't, I don't even care. Oh man. Yeah, I, I actually li- like epic. did that um, like yesterday evening because after I read the um, the, the Jay Diller book, uh, Haley was like, she just surprised me with a, um, a Diller vinyl. Um, and it wasn't one of his main releases. It was an oh, unofficial, uh, like, I guess a bootleg release of some of his unreleased stuff. And I've had it for probably about a month and I just haven't listened to it because I went to, I just did the, that kind of, um, millennial Gen Z thing of seeing whether it was on Spotify and it wasn't so I just didn't listen to it <laughs> so last night I was like oh I've got this vinyl that I haven't even listened to yet so yeah. I just kind of well first I realised that the speakers that were connected to it have been broken don't know how they, well. they've just stopped working so that sucked so I just connected some uh, headphones to it and just sat there and, and listened to it and I was like oh yeah this is uh, this is unique. That's the, that's the <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, that's the shit, but, man. Like, it's really like you can... Yeah, exactly. And it's it's found, you know, I found a track on there that I really dug. And I was like, oh, shit. Found it on YouTube. So I've, I've got it on YouTube if I want to listen to it there, in, you know, in a digital format, yeah. I guess. But, yeah, you know, it was nice to, to I, I guess, hear something that isn't necessarily, like, so readily available. Like, you, you know, I had to search it out on YouTube because it was completely unnamed as well. It was just a... Um, mm. like a bootleg that the tracks were named like 928 or something like that um, 928 slash 1 928 slash 2 so there was no real names to it so it was like well it wasn't difficult to find I just searched for J Dillon 928 or whatever it is and it came up but still yeah. um, it took me having to go think outside the box in a sense to try and find it but yeah, yeah. it was it was cool to have and it's a nice bit of bit of thing and it's just it's just interesting to to, to actually choose to listen to music and not just throw something on and, and hope you know hope it's not going to be either too distracting or you know not distracting enough um you are sitting there with the sole purpose of listening to music and i feel like we don't do that enough anymore i mean especially yeah. for me it's, yeah. music is uh an accompaniment to whatever i do um so like if i'm cooking or if i'm washing mm. up I'll, I'll stick um you know connect my phone to to the wireless speaker or you know while i'm doing work in yeah. the day if it's not music related stuff i'll just have like spotify stream in the background and though it's not you know typical background music i'm just putting music on that i know i'll like and i'll just it will just be on still exactly yeah, yeah exactly i think it's 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 quite important to have this like to connect to that again yeah exactly it's, why not why not you know it's like it's i think we were talking about it like so many times like things need to slow down or whatever so this is i think part of the slowing down like getting back to the thing like for me the whole fucking genre scene whatever that we got involved a few years ago it's 
it's evolving now and it reached i think last year or let's say before summer it just reached a standstill like it, it just it just peaked yeah you got it still is like extremely saturated there's like shit over shit and shit and it felt like after summer maybe of course like my absence or whatever too uh, like it feels like there's no noise anymore you know yeah. it's it's like things are just just gone quiet like there's no crazy shit happening i mean we did see like a couple of um uh this this interesting uh cleanses that spotify did for like losing uh followers like on the playlist yeah. and on, on artist profiles or whatever so this was like quite interesting that it happened and i was also like checking my stats the other day overall like label wise and it's just like everything started dipping since the end like after the end of june and then now i think the last week of august and in September, it starts to like pick up again. But I guess this is like, I would attribute that to the whole uh, schools yeah. opening up again. Well, or whatever. that's what I was like, gonna say. I think over the past couple of months, we are getting back to the, that normality that you mentioned previously. In the yeah. so you know those peaks and troughs of the you know the week it goes up, weekends it goes down. I've noticed uh, over the past maybe six months, for me at least, that's become way more obvious in in terms of my statistics. Whereas before, mm. my stats, weirdly, probably the past two years, my stats have been pretty just like, either, it'll go up and up and up. There wouldn't be no correlation between, okay, it's a weekend, it's a weekday, it's a weekend, it's, it's okay. until probably, yeah, about six to eight months ago when things really started to get back into that kind of wave of, you know, weekend, weekday, weekday, wave blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, with the with june schools ended summer holidays people aren't necessarily like studying and listening to this type of music august september's coming along um well i mean we're, we're definitely back into school now so you know those stats are ticking up again um and i think as you yeah. said things are going back to normal in a sense of like people aren't like school was weird with with the pandemic um like universities yeah. and stuff weren't really as active a lot of stuff was working from home so people were able to just do um you know the kind of their own home comforts and whatever um yeah. and yes all right that helped lo-fi have a boom um and bring along millions of, of artists um and this yeah. is this is the weirdest thing that i've constantly been noticing um so i've been kind of involved with the reddit um the the lo-fi hip-hop subreddit mm. and they occasionally jump like throw out a bunch of um like edits on youtube and stuff and there was there was one that i was on which was the official uh, on the official reddit youtube channel whoop whoop um okay. but the weird thing was <laughs> it was full of artists that i'd never even heard of in my entire life but they were on mm. par with like me and and you and other people within the scene that you know had 50 to a hundred thousand to a million monthly listeners and it was weird because yeah. like i've never heard of these people and there's just so many, I think, different pockets of artists that, you know, we, we have people that we're familiar with. You know, we could name like, you yeah. know, 10, 15 artists off the top of our heads, but, you know, there are just like billions more. And I think now mm. those that came along within the height of the pandemic and seeing it, this is a really easy money making opportunity are either finding that that money's not there anymore or the effort needed yeah. to actually consistently make good money is a lot of work for very little return and 
mm. or are either just getting back into work or the the luxury of working from home isn't um available to them anymore so exactly yeah i think ultimately the the lo-fi scene is going back to the way it was maybe two to three years ago where um you know there are a few prevalent artists in the scene but for the most part mm. it is just getting a little bit quieter a little there's a little bit more room to breathe and i think maybe yeah. as well artists are realizing that they don't need to throw out so much um <laughs> and that that might yeah. be you know no it's 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 finally coming around like there's still you still have your your artists and labels will just chunk out singles after singles after singles eventually but now with a lot less people paying attention because it's not the pandemic anymore you go back to your normal cycle like you don't have to stay at home so much you don't stream so much you don't spend like your full day in front of a pc yeah. you got you can go outside festival starts happening you can go yeah. to concerts the movies like shit you know traveling has opened up a much a lot more so we're going back to this normality in a way and to add to what you said is basically uh it takes a lot more effort not to consistently earn money from music but consistently uh making good music yeah because the 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 classic uh i'm gonna call it something you Call it the classic pretty boy recipe. <laughs> yeah, it's has has kind of like expired a little bit. Like it's, yeah. um, it's not really working out for a lot of people because there's less people who are basically what happened is like the passive listeners are significantly reduced now. Yeah. So you have a lot more people. Maybe some of them actually managed to convert from passive to active that they will start looking more into things. And eventually, I mean, for me, I make like a shitty comparison all the time because uh, I'm a hardcore Metallica fan. Like I never, um, listening to Metallica, you know, you can love them or, or hate them, but starting from Kill Em All up until, I don't know, what was it? What's the latest one? I want to say Lulu, but Lulu is like, Lulu is the, the one that I hate the most. Yeah. No matter what, like it's, it's different. Yeah. Like if you're listening to different music, like it's you see some sort of like I don't know, uh, I wouldn't call it the evolution of their sound, yeah, but like it? they just they yeah they did some some stuff. Um, at the same time, you listen to Iron Maiden, for example, and it's the fucking same shit. I'm sorry, Iron Maiden fans, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely like a big band with a huge legacy. I respect that, and I did vibe with a lot of their music i did a lot of head banging but at the, at the at the end of the day for me um whether you listen to the first and the last is like it sounds like fucking the same there's always like some sort of like a weird steve harris solo in there like with the bass and shit like that oh um, yeah i mean <laughs> even yeah yeah hell hell i mean even even fucking man of war were a little right, bit now more, we're getting into it a little bit more uh, diverse in the sound. I mean, I, I always had to laugh. We I, the analogy back in my high school days was like uh, it was like almost like a 50-50 Iron Maiden Metallica fanboys, and we would just beef it out. And then there would be the occasional Man of War fan. You're like, you're like, whatever, yeah. dude. Like, 
Yeah, whatever. Halloween. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about Halloween. Halloween. I mean, <laughs> Halloween was pretty solid band. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you know Blind Guardian. Like no, Germans. I, I think we're getting dope. way too far out of like. I'm kind no, no. of low level like. Uh, I heavy know. Metal. I know you're a nerd. I know you're a nerd. Yeah? That's why I'm mentioning the names. I would definitely. Uh, I, I will definitely tell you like you can look up uh, Blind Guardian. Very classic power metal stuff. A little bit on the epic side as well. Like in the terms of like the story and the lyrics. Another band that you should definitely listen to is Angra, uh, A-N-G-R-A, a okay. Brazilian band. I, I really love them. I, I have like, they, they released at some point like a double CD or something, like pretty epic with some maps and some shit, like pretty dope, like Brazilian. Are we talking like battle metal now? Power, power metal, yeah. Brazilian power. Like it's not like hardcore, the, 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 the there's a lot of melodies, a lot of instruments, uh, very uh, a good um, attention-paying lyrics. Like it's not like random shit. Like dwarves are coming from the mountains and whatever, whatever. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think I just no, like it. a you know a, a trip down memory lane 20, 25 years ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like it's this, this weird analogy that well, I have in my head. No, it's like sort of like Pretty Boy recipes. Yeah, not, it's not there anymore. It's not happening. Well, so it's, it's getting it's, it's getting boring. I, yeah. I've been very kind of outspoken about this, but like there is, there's some kind of, I guess, if we're just going to keep calling it this pretty boy lo-fi that, that kind of works, you know, it'll yeah, come on and I'll just be like, yeah, but then that kind of formula that you mentioned of just like nice pianos or nice little guitar melodies with some gentle, like, like soft drums over the top and, you know, lullaby vibes yeah. as as, as uh, <laughs> it's been mentioned before <laughs> i think it's just getting yeah. tiresome now across the board um and yeah. you know talking about that evolution i've noticed a lot of um a lot of artists have kind of moved on from it and i've seen i feel like now we're getting a new wave of lo-fi artists moving into like liquid dmb or um what else is okay. it being called now there's something else that is uh like f fuck what's it called like future funk or something or liquid funk either way this kind okay. of more sort of mellow like drum and bass um type music i've seen more artists getting involved in, in that which which is like awesome like there's definitely a market mm -hmm. for that kind of stuff i don't oh, think yeah. there's a i i think it's difficult for at least because i've in a way kind of been experimenting with more electronic leaning things as i've shown you recently and the juxtaposition between like lo-fi and i guess like deep house or you know minimal electro whatever is you still have to kind of make it super interesting and someone that makes a lot of kind of loop based stuff that that follows that formula of like introduction build up break and then a more sort of active up tempo like third or second part that doesn't really work with this type of music and it's like you're having to learn a whole new way of creating and arranging those sounds and it, that's been really cool to play with um but at the same time i know that a lot of people or artists that are big within this scene aren't sitting in front of a like ableton or logic and making this stuff they're sitting behind like decks and creating that music with 
like sample pads and stuff like that and building up something i mean maybe they are sitting in front of a, a door to create the sort of bare bones of it but to actually play that stuff out it's um you have to kind of use that equipment which i'm just like hmm, maybe not <laughs> which i'm sure you would know because you've done that stuff in the past yeah yeah it's it's um i'm 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 i don't know how to say it like I, I started like discovering a lot more fresh music yeah or like uh, I don't know if the algorithm on Instagram or whatever works because uh, every now and then between the all the DIY fucking reels that I'm watching <laughs> there's like there's some sort of like a live thing going on like I posted a story yesterday like I, it just it just went through it was like between making i don't know something and building something in your house and i was like oh that's refreshing and then i went down that rabbit hole so i reposted it just for me to make sure it's out there and and i got i got almost like um i would i would say i even got a boner looking at it and i'm like fuck i need like that machine maybe i start fucking with something like that right now not for um releasing anything or whatever just for the for the sole purpose of like flipping a sample because yeah. i haven't really i've never done it outside of a software like analog way yeah. like having a machine or the machine uh for made of instruments like just fucking with it yeah like like a yeah yeah uh, then I thought to myself, man, maybe that's not really a uh, you know a proper expense right now. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe <laughs> you want to spend fifteen hundred on some decks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and then my wife is gonna be like, are you fucking mental? <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself a CDJ, and then you can join yeah, exactly, the debate. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a debate over TikTok at the moment of everyone's kind of. Um, getting pissed off at the sync button there's there's people that you see the sync or the cue button i don't know what it is um but essentially you've got one p one camp that's like oh using that's cheating and then you've got the other camp that's like hey oh, okay. it's this it's it's a, a a feature that's on this this equipment why wouldn't you use it and it's like if you want oh, to sit okay. there and and you like you know catch the 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 decks as it spins to try and match the bpm or whatever um do that but if you just want to press the sync or cue button and just have it line up why not you yeah, know at the end yeah, of the day yeah. if you're making great music um and that's kind of yeah. something i didn't want to get involved in either as well plus i don't have i really don't have the money to to spend on those sort of things yeah. that i would know i would never use because i'm well and i'm really unfamiliar with that type of music i've only kind of been listening to it fairly recently okay um mm. and i was like oh i could try my hand at this i guess kind of like everyone else with <laughs> with lo-fi in the past couple of years yeah, like yeah, listen to it a yeah. little bit and be like yeah i could do that um but yeah i very quickly realized that maybe i can't do it but i'm still gonna try anyway because why the fuck not because I think exactly. as, a, Why not? as a musician over a producer, um, I find, you know, experimenting and, and learning new ways to make music is, is way more fun than, you know, farting out music week after week. Of course, then this is something that I definitely advocate for, like, especially, I mean, for real musicians, I'm not a musician for all, at all. I just have a, a little guitar. <laughs> Enjoy life. You know, but I'm living it, so it's fucking... Like, I saw yesterday, one of the other reels that I saw, 
was like, oh fuck, I need to, I need to look it up. I didn't get the chance to. I didn't post it on my stories. I should have, I should have, because I knew that you would fuck with this a lot. I found some dude. Um, this is like the only one of his reels that went viral. Like it's like 1.5 million views on Instagram yeah. and everything else. Because I checked his profile as like five, 10k. The guy played some sort of like. Uh, smokehead, rock, yeah. or metal, whatever you want to call it. It's very grungy. Like there's there's a lot of uh, static, uh, like on on the vocals as well. But get this, he's playing guitar and drums at the oh, same time. Oh fucking yeah! Did you come across it? Yeah, I've seen it. Is he a kind of a like, tubby looking guy? Yeah, yeah. The guy's like sitting there. You can see his <laughs> yeah. belly like. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is like the guy was like off the hook. Yeah, I've like seen it that. fucking I I think I, I watched that fucking reel, I don't know, hundred times last night. I was like, how the fuck this is like super dope. And then I checked his profile and everything. I was like, that's fucking amazing. I even sent him a, a message. I said, dude, you're the best thing that I've seen on this fucking platform the past <laughs> ten years. <laughs> honestly. Honestly, honestly. Uh, that was like so I'm like fuck yeah finally I, I guess maybe i don't know uh, he's and he obviously has been around for a while it's not that he just started off now yeah but i was like i would just fuck i would pay to see that what just a guy you sitting on I mean? drums strumming and hit the drum at the same yeah, time <laughs> exactly and if he's and if he's dressed exactly like that i would pay even more you know i'm just gonna go there fucking chug five five euro notes under his like belly or whatever like, i don't care <laughs> fucking fucking crazy yeah but again this is like really good like um uh part of the whole uh i guess the 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 the, the cleansing or or the oh, what's the word anyway whatever it's that the whole the purge like it was something pretty easy like you said people were like oh i'm sitting here fucking jerking off every day i can i can make some lo-fi beats and then some people that were lucky enough that I had some sort of like a musical education. Um, I started playing this, you know, soft guitars over soft drums and soft pianos and whatnot. And uh, but now with all this, the world restarting basically and having all these events and all these concerts and whatever, like the people who uh, founded a good opportunity, uh, and I'm saying this with the best. Way, like I'm not no shade on anybody I think you know they will go back to their normality and it's like okay you know we done it it worked it was fine but if I was like a, a musician in a band or whatever maybe I can just focus on that I mean I have like a good example Federico Gatti who is like um, energy basically he's in this very uh, successful uh, metal band in Italy mm -hmm. and you know they started touring now like especially in the summer every other friday he was off like friday saturday sunday this is like you know he told me like it, these are tour dates like you can come and because we were trying to figure out a way to go visit them visit him before i move yeah but i could i, I couldn't go on a weekend because he wasn't there but he was like you can you can crash at the house i'm like dude i'm i'm, I'm coming over to see you like I don't, <laughs> that was the whole point but um, anyway, so yeah, I know he's still is gonna be dropping stuff because he's doing a lot. But uh, 
Yeah, now, now he can focus on his main thing, which is basically drumming. Like he has a very successful Twitch channel and a bunch of subscribers there as well, because he's doing like, he's playing drums live, which is super duper great. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. So I'm happy to see that we're going back into the normality. Also like in the numbers as yeah. well, like uh, finally a thousand streams mean something again. Yeah. No, I mean, do you, do you remember the kind of the very short-lived Twitch boom that happened uh, maybe a year or two back? Again, it was it was pandemic fueled. Everyone started running okay. over to Twitch because they were doing like production streams. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that you know <laughs> that didn't last very long. <laughs> yeah. What I like, yeah, no, th- what I find most interesting about, I guess, being so involved in. I guess in some facet of the music industry is seeing trends come and go um, because yeah. the latest thing at the moment, especially at least on TikTok is um, so you know we had like the slowed and reverbed stuff well now it's we're going the opposite mm. way we've got sped up um, and you know there was that teenage dirtbag uh, S- sped up and delayed not, no not delayed, <laughs> it's just sped up so you know the, the teenage okay. dirtbag trend that went around that I jumped on had you know a quicker version yeah. of, of Wheatus's song. Um, one of the really popular ones at the moment is uh, a track from Steve Lacey that that has been sped up. Now, okay, that guy is a genius because what he's gone and done is re-released that song, sped up, sped up, and he's Ooh. called it the name that it is, but in brackets sped up afterwards. He's released it under his name. So now when people are searching for that track sped up, he's going to be, hopefully he's going to be getting um, all of the credit from that, which is, I mean, that's just, that's just genius. Whether it's him, whether it's his label, but whoever thought, hey, you should just release that standalone sped up. Then, you know, that's great. Um, It'd just be hilarious if Lo-Fi tried to um, (laughs) jump on that trend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lo-fi but sped up uh, oh wait so I, I don't know so it's now like 100 bpm <laughs> hopefully not maybe maybe a lo-fi girl would try to i'm, I'm pretty interesting to see what's going to happen with them because they were like really invested and you know they blew up more than they should uh i mean all kudos to them through the pandemic and all that crap. Yeah. but i'm really interesting to see how cowgirl is going to evolve now i know if they made uh well we know that they made a move through merchandising and they're really focusing a lot on the back to school can, can we merch. just <laughs> can we just fucking talk <laughs> about that that fucking one weekend of one or two lo-fi artists or groups coming together to try and take down fucking lo-fi girl over a trademark oh i mean there is kind of an update on it as you were just kind of sharing in in that so that the trademark that they they had applied for um, was specifically around like um like books and stuff which at the time seemed yeah, weird yeah. um turns out they were they were planning and they launched study packs which was essentially just like a bag yeah. pencil case some pens and a notebook yeah. that had lo-fi girl branding yeah. all over it that yeah and i'm just like that was it basically so are you still pursuing this this lawsuit or whatever that you were doing or has that ended now nah. and now nah, this this nah. it's kind of that was one of the things that also kind of led me to kind of come away from this so much 
like just getting involved with with all of this stuff because it's easy to kind of have that that knee-jerk reaction and just be like oh yeah fuck yeah. this because you know let's fuck fuck the big guy sort of thing but then at the end of the day it's like who cares no. um nobody cares yeah, because exactly. where's the where are those users now that were keen to get lawyers involved to take lo-fi girl down they exactly. haven't i mean i checked maybe two two or three weeks ago there's been zero yeah. mention of it um yeah. maybe because if they did get in contact with the lawyer the lawyer just kind of laughed them out of the room but yeah it's just funny um yeah yeah i mean it's it aged well i guess but it was it was okay like i i, I don't know if there's like I don't know what there's really like left to say on that. I think we, we, we whatever, like we, we fucking yeah. sang its epitaph eventually, like after a couple of weeks, like it never really went yeah. up, but it's like, it, it, this was basically it. They were, you know, cowgirl Aged was focusing like milk. on uh, <laughs> Aged like cottage cheese under a sun, uh, under an August uh, sunny day in Greece. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. It was all about this fucking uh, back to school package thing. Yeah. That went down. It was fun. Whatever. It is what it is. Like it's it was too much for nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, on the on the other hand, you had um, you're talking about this uh, uh, slow and reverb stuff, which uh, our friends in uh, Universal Music tried really hard to to emulate. You know. Yeah. That, that went well as well. And there was this other thing that I sent you, if you remember. This was like the. Um, uh, a German rap song that was released called called Blessed. Uh, it's a uh, Crow and Capital Bra. Right. These are these are two main really main acts in in the uh, German hip hop, especially Crow C R O. Uh, Capital Bra is a guy that um, quick story that when I went into the offices in Universal, uh, it was it was presented to me as an example, uh, as a branding example. Right. Because this guy, this ca Capital Bra guy, I think he stems from Austria or something like that. Uh, he made like great brand deals, like his face is on a pizza and his face is on a, a carton of juice. Like in the, the names of the products are uh, branded in a way that is like, it's a pizza bra or bra pizza or, or it's bro juice no. or some shit like that. Anyway, funny story. So when I saw that, uh, and there was a release, the track is called Blessed, uh, to anybody who's listening or even watching the live thing, that they released a sing. it's a single. It's yeah. a two and a half minute single, and it was broken down into 19 eight second tracks. Yes, you do. I remember now the single in the end. And everything is, is is titled like one, two, three with uh, Roman numerals. Yeah. Uh, up to, you know, uh, 19, basically. So, I, I, a little bit of research that I did, it's actually, uh, we talked about this before, like, uh, um, it's, it's, it's connected to the lo-fi fruits thing, like yeah, the yeah. 30 seconds uh, activates the, the, the royalty or whatever and there was that example with bohemian rhapsody yeah. and shitty sleep music or whatnot actually the eight seconds is what activates the minimum royalty like the super minimum whatever whatever oh, which is okay. like a, it's it's like a a 
some sort of like a, I don't know, point something, 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 whatever. Um, yeah. And I guess then you have more entries because I didn't really get the marketing <laughs> behind this. Like I don't really see the marketing, like having a single and then that go, comes out in a 20 track release. Yeah. But it's like eight seconds. I, I guess like, hmm. that once again, jumping on a trend that has been, you know, over like it's yeah the meme is dead. <laughs> it's tiring so boring so boring talking about that again uh, it's like they're I just know, no I know, I know, I know. i'm joking my micro royalties yeah um no. i don't know i think if this can as we've said a hundred times before if this continues yeah. and if there is kind of an uproar about it from any of the like music yeah. um what they called unions um i think that's going to be a fucking death toll for lo-fi um, because there's no way if, oh, yeah. if spotify put up the like the minimum 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 like mm. threshold to anything more than like a minute and a half um yeah, yeah. yeah like a lot of a lot of us will be fucked i mean yeah it's, it's not going to be pleasant that's for sure but no, <laughs> it will help with the purge <laughs> Exactly, and and if anything, what what I was thinking the other day, um, in one of my IKEA runs, listening to lo-fi music, uh, actually it works a lot when there's like a lot of traffic. Um, yeah. Um, I think Spotify made a good move creating all these new editorials. Um, in the way they they, my 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 point of view, and hear me out, is that I think we got them not you and me but mm -hmm. the let's say the artists and the labels we got them to really pay attention yeah so basically acknowledging like a genre and making sure that you know to to the to the best of their ability or efforts or whatever to categorize the type of instrumental beats that you listen to because not everything is lo-fi beats or jazz vibes yeah there's like uh, you know, pretty boy beats, <laughs> flip, flipping samples beats. Like yeah. there's a lot of shit. So making this sort of like Sunday lo-fi or like chill instrumental or whatever, it makes a lot more sense. Um, and it basically shows that they're taking their shit seriously now. I mean, of course, we know that the, you know Germans be Germans and they will be curating shit. It is what it is. Um, but I think it's really good that it's happening and. If anything, it's definitely going to motivate uh, people who are, let's say, more invested, not financially, but I would guess emotionally, like, uh, for example, one of the people who's definitely heavily invested in, in music making is uh, Taki Brano, who's in the chat yeah. as well. Um, uh, and he doesn't even make lo-fi beats, you know, but he does like really wonderful music. Um, so people like that would definitely be more focused and and of course it will it takes away for me takes away the stress and this is something we've touched and you touched a lot more than me basically making specific music for a specific playlist yeah you know what i mean like now you can just make your thing just do your thing and if this whatever gods of streaming music listen maybe you can get into a nice editorial and now, you know, 
a thousand streams also means something. And to just add this one last bit, I think the normalization of numbers, it's going to benefit the economy behind the royalties too, in the sense of now that there's going to be a lot less artists yeah. and potentially a lot less streams generated from this type of thing, I definitely see a potential of maybe, you know, getting more for your buck. Yeah, yeah. On the street, on on the royalties, like I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. No, no. You know, it's something that I can definitely see happening in the next year for sure. Um, but I, I also think it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing, and and they kind of like they. It seems like they're listening, or yeah, well, maybe they got people into places who listen. There, there was in a similar vein anyway in regarding to like royalties there was news that the um i can't remember for the life of me what the uh i guess it was kind of like a trade body for for music um musicians and songwriters they basically managed to negotiate with streaming services a higher royalty rate but this is specific to um like publishing and like neighboring royalties so that's like a positive that we're seeing that and that's something that I kind of wanted to talk about today, which I know you've been kind of iffy because you said you're not 100% familiar about, but that's like artists claiming they're at least publishing royalties because after we we had mm. a talk, um, I did look into it and publishing royalties and neighbouring royalties, you're right, they are very separate, but I think for publishing royalties, um, I can't recommend enough that artists at least look into uh getting involved with a publishing rights organization and a publishing oh, yeah. rights yeah. Uh, agency i think so like you got your pros yeah. which is bmi and prs for music and then you've got your pras which is like uh, sound exchange and song trust mm -hmm. and yeah i was i've been look i looked into song trust for a long time um because it's like you know we can claim you performance and um mm -hmm. i think it's songwriting as well i'm not 100 again uh, on that but um and someone was like you know you should definitely do this you're gonna get like bank you know that there's so much well, unclaimed yeah. royalties that that are out there and i'm like i was like is there so i i like looked at the um exontra specifically and they give you a little estimator and i put in a couple of tracks yeah. and i think it came back and said like oh you could earn you've got like 15 dollars waiting for you and i'm like Nah, ain't really worth it, especially because um, <laughs> Song Trust specifically have a. It, it, it's a one time fee of $100, which, in the grand scheme of things, isn't really that much if you can put, you know, even if you can save no. up like $10 a month to, to do that. Um, but then at the moment, and this is. I think it's currently happening or it has been happening for a couple of months. Song Trust is specifically reaching out to, to artists and basically saying. We'll waive the one hundred dollar fee um, for a percentage, and I think for us, that for me, they're taking like fifteen percent. And at that point, I was like, okay. "Well, I did the estimation. It said I was only going to have like fifteen, twenty dollars. So fifteen percent of that. At the end of the day, I'm getting, you know, um, as yeah. going back to to the last week where we were talking about um, the Chico podcast when they were saying, you know, should I give mm. someone a percentage of my thing to get that? Uh, and they were like absolutely yeah if if so, if i can waive the hundred dollars and just give the 15 percent, but still get more money than yeah. i would be getting if i never did that best yeah. decision i ever made to be honest i got q 
2's royalties um, for this mm-hmm. year that the first my first statement came through after waiting for a long time it does take a fucking while i think it took it um, does i put my first batch of tracks in in january uh, and the first statement came through in august and yeah that was that was money that was that was money that i mean uh, it actually it actually i would i would have to say it actually came pretty early for you like it, it's like from with me it took a little bit over a year really to actually see anything yeah but as an artist, of course, like I'm not doing stuff like that on the on the label level. Everybody else should just go claim their shit, yeah. and please do, please do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but it's I can say like, 100% is worth it, and I'm not someone that oh, yeah. that has got editorials. You know, I've my highest um, streaming like monthly listeners figure was 80k. Um, that's as high yeah. as I've gone, which again is incredible. I'm not doubting that, but I'm not up there with those that got 100, 150 plus. Um, and even then, okay. so the the first statement that I got was actually just for Q2, and it's not even. They say that you get your um, like uh, I can't remember what the word is, but they go back in time and, and check the stats mm-hmm. and give you the royalties for those as well i think from the past two yeah, years yeah that comes in yeah, the, your yeah. second statement that you'll receive and the first yeah. statement so that was just for q2 really good like probably on par with the royalties that i was getting with spotify and to kind of help yeah. people that are listening understand where this money is going um it all stems from the way that streaming services work so it's all, it's all still spotify for me um, looking at the statement it was all just spotify and the way yeah. that streaming services work is in order for someone to listen to your music in another country that music has to be recreated licensed it just re- licensed. yeah recreated licensed. and licensed yeah. so yeah. What's happened is every time someone streams your music in Brazil, in America, I'm from the UK, so obviously in America is is different from the UK. Um, Every time that happens, that costs, that that gives you royalties because it's being recreated, it's being relicensed to be played in in a different country. So yes, you get your streaming royalties through Vashko or or whatever your distributor is. That's just, um, that's not mechanical, that's streaming royalties, not mechanical. Um, yeah. So you get your streaming royalties, but at the same time, you're also getting paid for it to be recreated and reproduced. That's what's not getting claimed. So for the yeah. just for the second quarter of this year, you know, I was missing out on about three hundred um, dollars of royalties that I got. Exactly. And I'm getting you know back pay and stuff like that. So there's definitely money in it. And I would definitely encourage, even if you don't get in contact by Song Trust and get, um, you know, your 15% deal or whatever, even if you can just stump up, like, just save some money um, and pay that $100, then that is it's it. definitely, just it will it. come yeah. back. That's all I'll say. You know, it, it will come back. So, yeah, that's, that's super interesting that I feel like people should definitely be doing and that they're missing out on. No, at, the, at the end of the day, like, why wouldn't you do it like why wouldn't you have your music registered with a pro like it's it's your um it's your it's your intellectual property i think because it's complicated as fuck (laughs) well well i I wouldn't say like it's it's definitely like it could be like complicated but of course like we said yeah maybe it's complicated because not a lot of people read because understanding 
mechanical royalties, over performance royalties, over songwriting, like all that stuff. Yeah, you might need to read something more than five minutes to understand it. I mean, there's even like YouTube videos that explain that, like talk to me like I'm fucking five years yeah. old. So it's not that difficult. So you can definitely figure it out. What people are also like missing out is what you said, like the whole Spotify thing, because they think that, oh, I get the royalties from the distributor and that's, that's it. There's not, that's not it. Like there's like, if your music is playing on uh, fucking some random kids in Brazil and their computer, exactly what you said, this is a performance. It's not a live performance, but it's a performance of your music. So you get rights for that. And I think the recreational and stuff, not to even mention like YouTube, for example, yeah, uh, you have like a big um, YouTube channel, for example, using your thing. So you need to wave content ID or whatnot. Yeah. And they get all the monetization. You get some money too, but you have to have your music registered with a PRO. Because again, this is on a public platform and the same way that a streaming service works, like Spotify or Apple Music, there's a similarity for YouTube as well. It recreates the video and recreates the music. It's like, it's, a, it's an on-demand thing. So I demand it, I stream it, that's that. And on top of that, you have different um, royalties depending on the country. You know, some countries pay more, some yeah. countries pay less, depending on the level of development. Like, uh, there is like some sort of like unofficial, official separation from Spotify tier one, tier two, tier three countries. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is super great. And I'm, I'm happy that some people started figuring that out now, which is great. Yeah, but then I again, still, the um, majority, yeah, the majority of these people, what I wanted to add is like, they kind of like figured that out because like the money is running low. It's like, oh, how else can I make money on that? Like, oh, I need to find out about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it is what it is. But it, it's a good thing, no matter whether you do it for monetary reasons or not, it's a good thing to have your self as an artist register with a PRO and claim your intellectual property. It is what it is. Yeah. You might sign away uh, a contract or something, but your intellectual property is your intellectual property. It's nobody else's. Somebody might in the contract have, you know, give them the right to commercially um, benefit from it or uh, use it, uh, exploit it. So commercially exploit something, but it's yours, so have it registered. It's, it's, it doesn't hurt. Even if it's like fucking 10 bucks a fucking quarter, it's still better than zero. Yeah. You can go fucking have a drink, you know, buy your mate a fucking pint. I don't know, whatever. It's free cash. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think as well, it, oh, well. it then comes into, and I, I understand it from a someone that can't be bothered perspective um, in that, it gets a bit too real it gets a bit too businessy and yeah those that are happy just to create music and put it out whether they put it out every year every month every week that i guess is enough work for them enough effort for them again i'm not i'm being yeah. quite general there but you know that might just be all it is um and the idea of you know putting out a track waiting until it's released and then heading to yeah. You know your pro heading to song trust or sound exchange or whatever the fuck yeah. and typing in all of that information and adding all of that information when they might just be happy enough to sit there and and get what they get every month from their distributor 
that that's exactly. that's fine too but i i think that there are a lot of facets or, or um areas within the music business that i yeah. feel like a lot of artists within the life i've seen either are too uh, for lack of a better word clueless to get into um and yeah lazy. lazy as well or just they just don't know because lo-fi in itself is such an accessible genre that when things become real like you know um licensing samples or uh you know looking into like your performance songwriting mechanical all of that shit that's when things can yeah. get really too businessy and i think that does freak out people yeah it gets to a point like you when it comes to that fucking registering your shit you sadly you have to use your fucking real name yeah. and your real address and the person you know song trust or whatever they need to verify that in a way and we do know still that there's a majority of people who they don't add their names when it comes to the credits yeah. for example like in the songwriter they would just add their artist name or oh, nothing because at all. oh i don't want you yeah yeah which at the end of the day if you do that sure you keep your you think you keep your identity hidden but uh and you can skip the taxes like oh we don't want the fucking irs or whatever local taxation office you have in your country to find you but at the end of the day mate when you need to register that shit for the publishing rights, whatever, which is like extra money that's waiting for you, whether it's like 10 bucks or a thousand, for the company to be able to claim that for you, they have to, they're gonna filter that shit with songwriter. Yeah. They're not gonna filter because anybody can do that, you know? Um, but yeah, anyway, it is what it is. We, uh, we do uh, our diligence to mention that stuff and try to educate people <laughs> if yeah. nobody wants to do it at the end of the day it's on you bro like it is what it is and then it's so funny because you get like random messages every now and then, like oh what did you say i should have done like blah 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 it's like yeah fuck off just fucking you know <laughs> listen to the podcast again i don't know go google that shit up i don't care yeah though uh, um yeah it's it's uh, yeah. no go on i i, I was just jumping on uh on just a few other because i did make it like very note like little notes for, for today um and one thing like kind of newsworthy yeah. that i wanted to talk about um what happened last month i guess because we're in october now was that um spotify mm -hmm. have partnered with roblox and i think this is a jump into like Ooh. the whole metaverse thing that's happening in the minute so basically okay. um Spotify and Roblox, they have Spotify has what they're calling a Spotify Island um, and they launched it they okay. launched one of them a little while back but I don't think it kind of made a splash yeah. um, but the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because they've launched another Spotify Island which is hip hop Spotify Spotify, I have no connection with the metaverse thing, oh. like it's I you, don't, you know I don't Roblox, know what the fuck right? Is happening there. I know Roblox, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, yeah. They, they've launched Planet Hip Hop on Roblox, and essentially okay. it's a place that, you know, people can go, um, and interestingly, what the, the way that they're talking about it, because I'm just reading through the article now, is that they, they wanted to create a space inspired by the newest era of hip hop, and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. like, what what's that all about? Like what? And yeah. they're using Megan it the to... 
Well, no, that's the thing. They're doing it that's inspired by the younger generation of hip-hop artists, such as um, Dochi, Yeet, and Triple Red. Triple Red's the only one I've heard of. Uh, Oh, the one that they launched before was a K-pop-themed world called K-Park. But yeah, Yeah. um, so what they're doing in in this hip-hop planet is... uh, they're doing the first the first concert thing that they're going to do, um, which is not necessarily anything mm-hmm. new because Fortnite have been holding concerts within their game for for a little Forever. while. Um, yeah, I know, but yeah, I know. this one, um, Dochi, I think her name is D O E C H I I, um, is going to have an underground portal in Planet Hip Hop, and players can go in and you know experience the concert and earn um, mm-hmm. and like cosmetics and stuff to add to their characters and whatever. Um, and it's like this this portal at launch is gonna like allow players to swim with alligators, dive underwater on lily and d- hop on uh, lily pads um, because okay. uh, she's from Tampa, Florida and she's nicknamed Swamp Princess. so it's like very much you know okay based on around point. that. but I think it's it's Brandy. super interesting that um, the way that that Spotify at least is trying to integrate music into and I know that this is kind of the metaverse, but I don't really see it as such because you're not quite... I mean, to me, the, the, the whole metaverse thing is is VR, isn't it? Like going in and, you know, you live this world that, that you're think, supposed I, to be involved yeah, in. Yeah, that was, that was my thought as But well. I think now it's being taken... You know, I guess how things are coined. So, like, you know, um, podcasts was, a, was an Apple thing and now that's everywhere and here we are doing one that's on everything so i think metaverse now just means um i guess immersive experiences within a digital universe i think mm-hmm. so i think it's really interesting the way that at least spotify has thought fuck it i'm gonna go to roblox which is one of the most popular like games within young generations um and and launch like a music focused world uh, and you can you can just go around and it, it's based on a low gravity environment so you can just float around and stuff i haven't been on it because as someone that's like in their mid 30s i'm kind of a bit worried about coming across like a bit of a pedo <laughs> like as much as i want to jump in and experience this new type of like gaming and meets music thing it's like yeah but it's roblox like Fortnite, i get i've i've been on two of the concerts that they've they've held um the first one was really fun because it was like i think it was a brazilian like pop rap thing the second one okay um the second one didn't go very well for me and i spent 20 minutes listening to nothing (laughs) because it didn't load properly so i was there like okay (laughs) But I just wanted to get the the experience <laughs> that you get at the end of it, so I could level up my character. Okay. But um, okay. You know, it's it's a very interesting way to bring music and live, I guess, live experiences into it into a digital world, and I just think it's super fun that at least Spotify is is pushing the boundaries and doing that. Um, and I did have a point to this whole conversation. Um, I think yeah, I kind of wanted. St- to... I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, no. I, I, I guess I suppose I wanted to jump in and, and see whether is your your daughter is she old enough to play things like this, or would you let her play things? Nah, like this? she's she's three. I don't I don't think she has any interest for that stuff just no. yet. She's more into like you know climbing things up and sliding down things and. and so not not an iPad parent. I, I have an iPad, but we she's using it predominantly to. Uh, 
watch Disney Plus like cartoons. Like there's no, I did, I have downloaded some educational games or like puzzles or like even drawing or whatever, but um, she's more into the watching stuff rather than playing anything or getting curious about games. No, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's, that's all I wanted to, to see. Because it is very, yeah. it's yeah. a unique experience, I guess, for, for anyone growing up in this era that everything is very oh, much definitely. digital. And, you know, yeah, yeah, us old people, we went outside, we experienced the real world. <laughs> no, mate, like for me, I think, I think I've, I've started like um, not being so up to, up to date with that kind of stuff the past, I would say, three, four years. There's like, there's like stuff happening. And I can I don't keep I'm not I don't keep myself updated. Like I would read something occasionally on if it comes like on a news feed on Google News or something or whatever, uh, because there are some sort of like categories that I'm subscribed to, like technology or internet or whatnot. But usually, like I'm so outdated with shit when stuff happens that I I don't know shit for shit. The only thing, for example, that I I, I I found very interesting with Spotify is like the, their attempt to, well, being the sponsor of Barcelona, like the football team, right. which is like one of the most indebted football teams ever, if not the one with a, a huge debt. And then Spotify coming in like, you're like, what, what, the, what the hell, what, what, what's happening there? I don't know. Like, what are they going to give? Like, like uh, if you have like, a, I used to make jokes with friends of mine, like, do you get if you get like a season ticket for Barcelona? Do you get like a premium <laughs> as well, like a, like a Spotify premium for a year too? Like, do they include it in the price? Like, what the fuck? Uh, I, I I never seen like it was a very interesting connection, like a streaming service sponsoring a, uh, of course not just a football team, the football team. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't really I didn't really see that connection. I think. But yeah. It, yeah, that's just a uh, I mean I think Spotify are trying to grow their roots in um, Brazil yeah. um, and I think that might, that's that, I think that's simply all it is uh, they're one of yeah but it's in Spain Barcelona is in Spain not Brazil man. they are I'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay it's fine it's fine yeah no that's yeah, yeah. I think again because um, yeah they're, they are one of the biggest like football teams outside of like the uk premier league yeah so it's just a, a big audience i guess um it's sim similar interesting i'd be interesting to see like subscription statistics like did did the the spanish subscriptions like blew up as soon as they signed up with barcelona or no <laughs> that'd be interesting yeah no it, i think it's similar in a way to i don't know whether you've been watching on disney plus but the uh, welcome to wrexham thing no, you know how no, Ryan Reynolds yeah, and uh, Rob McElhenney have bought the Welsh football team. I've, I, I know this. I know, and it's, it's still a little bit mind-boggling. I, I, I watched videos why they did it and whatever. Oh, th like, this whole like, series is a documentary about it, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. yeah but okay. um, maybe I need to. I need to. Yeah, their their sponsor went from Aviation Gin, which is obviously Ryan Reynolds Gin, but to TikTok. Yeah. And then you're okay. thinking, okay, why are TikTok sponsoring? Uh, you know, I think uh, what are they like? League Two uh, football team <laughs> in Wales. So in Wales, yeah, exactly. Like... So I, I think it's all just it's it's easy money. Like obviously, Rob and Ryan were getting into TikTok yeah. at the time, so it's kind of easy money to kind of 
yeah. get that exposure they obviously would have known that there was yeah. a documentary in the works because there's a there's a funny clip um where they were on like a skype zoom call type thing to discuss um because they were talking with with the board i think or with the people okay. that were to either approve or you know deny this this purchase yeah. and there was a clip where ryan was like talking with rob after the call and said something like the the funniest part about that whole thing was them asking about the documentary and just as they said that one of the fucking giant cameras in the background came into scrum like just came into the corner of the camera <laughs> and then ryan's like wait what have you got there and he's like is that a fucking imax camera and it's just this giant ass fucking like camera on an entire like body gimbal thing oh for fuck's sake um and that you know that was before they'd even like gone through with the sale and they were just talking yeah. with the people about um you know the documentary so obviously you know they knew that they were they were going to be filming and releasing this kind of series before the purchase even went yeah. ahead so you know being able to line yeah. up those sponsors like tiktok makes makes a lot of sense um and i think that's kind of all oh, it is it, i don't necessarily think there was any rhyme or reason i think spotify is pretty big in europe so i don't know why yeah. i think it was just an opportunity i guess i don't know i don't know yeah yeah because what i've learned from me, this documentary like, I think... is that i have no idea how football works <laughs> I, I don't I don't have no idea how football works either man to be honest like it's especially the country that I'm in is like so fun like um, apparently like what is it like uh, there's this like outlet called Gazeta in Greece and I've managed to become a top fan on Facebook not because I actually know anything about sports or like of course like the, they mainly share football stuff but they they've also went into the whole clickbaity thing they would just post random shit so my responses are trying to be uh witty and oh, I've quirky seen. jokes I've, i think you know, i've seen like one that. with that fucking portrait of the queen <laughs> the graffiti <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that just exactly. looks like someone's random nan yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I would just like, you know, post shit like that. Like, for example, I think Olympiacos, which is like, I mean, we're talking about one of the shittiest leagues in the world, right? Like it's, it's, it's a third tier. Like it's, it's, there's, there's a couple of good teams that have most of the budget, like in Athens, you know, Olympiacos and Panathinaikos. And they're more or less arranging shit. Who's going to get this? So uh, getting like a championship in the Greek league, it's like apparently for some people, like the like the, this Olympiakos team, for example, they have like, I don't know, 100 championships. Yeah. But we're talking about uh, the equivalent of, I don't know, second league in Wales. And they're like super happy about it, yeah. right? Like the, the, the level of football is not that great. I mean, I'm shitting my own country. I know there's some quite decent football players out there. But uh, the... The the how should I say? There's no proper organization. Anyway, fuck it. It's like it's really bad. Like you need welcome to go to abroad Pablo and, and train. <laughs> football podcast. Yeah, welcome to the football podcast of <laughs> Lo-Fi Football. So <laughs> well, we basically, it's like I think they they managed to. Uh, so Olympiacos is transferring. I think uh, what's his name? Marcelo, which is like Marcelo used to well. 
it's in his like 30s you know like he had this like highlight career he was in in the Real Madrid for years for over like a decade I think yeah so now he's like he's transferring here because it's like he probably wants to spend the holidays in Mykonos over the summer and have all the expenses paid by the president of the team you know that kind of shit so it's like they brought him over and they started like mentioning stuff like oh the Galacticos are landing in in Athens in Greece like the Galacticos I don't know if you know it it was like a euphemism of the uh, uh, Real Madrid players and we're talking about a, a group of people like you know Zidane David Beckham Marcelo like Ronaldo like there was a point in time in the late 90s early 2000s what like really yeah Figo like mind-blowing players would play in Real Madrid like Real Madrid was a little bit better than Barcelona at some point and they were called the Galacticos because of the color of them well, anyway so <laughs> saying that that that, that like is coming to Greece you're like dude like there's no context there and I don't even know where I'm going with this so I'm just gonna fucking drop it but it was like <laughs> I, I managed to like make jokes and stuff like that all the time no, it's, it's, but it's like super funny like just like how you're like hey, I know nothing about football but here's this long elaborate story about Galacticos and <laughs> fucking Real Madrid yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's, I just find it funny like when you're like a fucking I don't know you're playing like a second league in Wales yeah. like this is the, the Greek the Greek league equivalent right and you're talking about landing the Galacticos no that's not that's not it bro like you just brought one player one year before he's retired and you brought him to your team and he's a fucking he's a fucking defender going like he's not even like (laughs) (laughs) like he's not even gonna score goals you know he's like he's playing defense like what the fuck anyway whatever this is the best tangent i think we've ever gone off Apparently he has a 30,000 euro bet that he brought with him. And I was like, wow, that's a fucking story. (laughs) Amazing. I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I think going back to the music stuff, um, I think this is going to be a very interesting year from a lot of aspects. Because like, um, you know, as we said, like the pretty boy music is out. Um, There's more and more people coming in. What? So like... You know, pretty boy music might be out, but AI generated artwork is in. <laughs> oh, well. See, no, I think right. we have a good decade. Yeah, we've. Um, I know we've touched upon this recently. Oh, well, in mm-hmm. a very early days podcast, so like last year. Oh yeah. When that one fucking app, that Wombo app, was was blowing up, and everyone Wombo, was making yeah. fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So now, obviously, we've got that mid path, and we've got Dali too. And what I think we're going to see a lot of, um, especially within the next probably six months, is just, uh, at least within the lo-fi scene, is not a huge influx of AI-generated art. Whether it's going to be good or not, I don't know. But the one thing I will say, and that fucking thing I shared with you, do you remember, on on Instagram? Mm. That ra- oh, remind it me. It was that random. We share fucking... a lot of stuff. We share a lot. Of okay, stuff. I I don't care about fucking like dragon because I think it's actually ridiculous. What are you calling out? Call them out. Call it's them out. It's not even like a call out type <laughs> thing. Like I wish it was, but it isn't. I literally sent you. Okay. Oh no, no, I just sent you on Instagram. I think I sent it you on Instagram. Hold on, not Instagram. 
probably if you were send this out, I got followed by an account. Uh, where are you? Oh. Oh, was it? Uh, it's starting to ring Here a bell. It is. I'm not Red really Panda sure. Red Panda R. I don't know who the fuck it yes. is. I'm yes. sure it's yes. someone within that, the lo-fi scene thing. because all they followed is people within the lo-fi scene. They're called Red Panda Art and they're fucking offering artwork for 50 euros for one or 150 yeah. for five. You're using fucking Dali or Midpath to generate this fucking artwork and you're trying to sell it for a fucking 150 euros. Get fucked. That's actually in their defense, bullshit. In, in their defense, I think they are tweaking it a little bit. It's not that they're using it like that. They're touching it over with Facebook. With Facebook, sorry, with, with Photoshop on top of it. I so don't think so. It's not 100% so. generated. Oh, it's not. Trust me. It's not. It's, um, it looks, it still looks janky and AI generated. It, it does. It, it does. Maybe they don't really, the retouch maybe is not that. I, that no, good, I think maybe the, what they're still. doing is that because, you know, you can kind of refine it with mid path, can't you? Uh, yeah, but you can only refine it that much because it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I was on Dali when it was like still free on Discord. I wasn't going to pay any money yeah. for that, you know, that don't really care. But um, I think I don't think it evolved so so much in the past couple of yeah. months that it's just fucking makes things I, so smooth. I, I just like think like that. nah. I knew that this was something that was gonna happen. You're always gonna find people that are gonna take something oh, yeah. as simple as like AI generated art and try and fucking sell it. And the fact that they're coming along asking for 50 euros for one fucking piece of AI generated art that I could just go and fucking make something similar. Obviously not exactly the same, but something similar with a similar prompt. Fuck off. Don't, don't be... This is such a fucking piss take. I think, I think their marketing approach is bad. What they should do is basically they need to set up a lo-fi label yeah. and then use like 50 bucks as a deficit when they release something. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> like marketing expenses. This is what I would have done. I mean, I just, I, it's or so imagine, fucking stupid. Get, or get this, like using an AI to produce artwork for you. And then once you get it, you trace over it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, all they looking at their following, all they fucking done is just followed everyone within the fucking lo-fi scene. So I think it's someone within the lo-fi scene yeah. that knows oh. this. Probably some wank. Yeah. yeah. And do you know what? I mean, there's like, always. I just there's always gonna be. A, it's just yeah, 50, 50 I just piss off. Mate, there's what always gonna be someone be that I know and that I like. <laughs> And they message me like, hey, dude, that's me. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, man. do you know what? Fuck Busted. off. <laughs> It'd be like, I got an opportunity for you. You start bringing us clients and then we'll split the thing 50-50 with yeah. you. What about how about that? I, uh, I don't know. I. It makes me sad that, that, they, that well, that's the thing that people this, are doing. This, there's always going to be people... We're gonna try to make a quick buck of of everything. Like we saw that with Lo-Fi, we saw that with the people, the artists that got involved with Lo-Fi, the labels, uh, bigger labels, majors, majors, like whatever, you know, like whatever happened to that uh, you chill. Like they, I think they're still releasing shit, for example, but it's like it's not even. 
hitting anything. I think their highlight, the peak of that was the those singles that they put out, you know, yeah. and then it just slowly died off after that. I don't know. I wouldn't know because I haven't seen royalties from Universal for the past two quarters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Going to be that is definitely going to be uh, a subject for one of the future podcasts. Maybe not next one, but the one after next potentially. Because we're gonna we're gonna be making some moves. Oh as well, no! So. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, why not? I think it. I just find it frustrating. Um, and this is something I did tweet about. Like I have nothing against like, and th- this is I think as well what f- frustrates me um, about at least AI generated art is that it's it's such a cop out and at a glance with the way that technology is at the moment yeah alright it looks great but when you really start looking into things and really looking at it for what it is you start do you know have you ever seen those kind of pictures online that is just a jumble of nothing but everything about it looks familiar like your brain kind of recognizes things but then when you look at it deeper it's it's not that thing that's kind of what i'm seeing with air at the moment it it is what it appears to be but then when you look at it really closely you can see that it just looks really weird and really like messed up and just not right and if you're kind of going for this kind of abstract look with with your artwork then like that's chill like i totally don't i'm not faulting anyone for using like ai generated art for their for their artwork because it is offering the ability for people that might not necessarily know what or how to create um this type of this type of artwork maybe they've got a creative vision in their head and they're like i can't find it through you know looking at all yeah, of the, like yeah. the royalty free places that you can get and they want something that looks a bit more um e- even like illustrated yeah. this is an easy way to do that it might not be perfect but it kind of allows you to say okay well, i'm looking for this type of look they find something they like cool again nothing wrong with that but yeah. from someone and i'm sure you can attest to that as well from someone that's kind of learning how to to, to, to design stuff and create yeah. something out of nothing there's kind of nothing mm. quite as satisfying as either learning a new technique or trying and experimenting with different things and it might not necessarily create the thing that you intended to create but it makes something yeah. new it makes something unique and different there's nothing quite as mm. satisfying as, as doing that like one of the uh, releases that, that Kiwi Bear have got coming up um, called Beneath the Waves. We created um, like a collage art thing uh, for that release, and you know, that in itself was really fun. But when I was thinking about creating all of the other assets with it as well, um, something I kind of spotted something online which was like a, I guess, stop motion of, of paper being screwed up. And I was like, oh, I'd really like that to be able to take oh, that okay. collage and you know screw it up and then open it just for the canvas just it kind of screws it up and it opens it up again it screws it up and whatever yeah so i was like oh, okay what i'll do is i'll just find a, a video of some paper being screwed up that's got like an alpha around the edge and i'll just stick the artwork on that and it will mm-hmm. it will screw up well obviously the paper screwed up but the artwork stayed where it was sort of thing it just disappeared within so i was like okay what what or how could i make it like am i gonna have to map 
the artwork to the paper when it's un- out unfolded and then uh, do that and I'm like that's going to yeah. take fucking forever and then I was like yeah. it's just stop motion so I just got the artwork yeah. printed it out click, put click, it on click. green screen on the floor yeah. and just took pictures of it in, yeah. in different stages of it being screwed up put it together exactly. and it, it honestly like as, as a, I guess kind of a bit of a design nerd now I, I suppose seeing that come together and the way that it looked I was just like holy shit like I made that and it wasn't even for yeah. my my own release it was like a label release and I'm like Do you know what I don't give a fuck like I've created this is so unique to us and it shows that you know we have that creativity beyond you know just kind of looking at, at exactly. pencils or unsplash or whatever and yeah. creating some artwork around that which again yeah. is not a, a not a problem um that there's no issue no. with that that's a perfectly valid resource for creating artwork yeah, and stuff. Sure. but being able to look outside the box and, and build something from from nothing essentially was nothing it, it was just really nothing, fucking yeah. satisfying how long did it take you to do that honestly like process. half an hour <laughs> Well, you did half an hour more work than any other label does. <laughs> Depends if we want to count in making the collage which is, as well. Which is, which is like, which is... Yeah. No, I mean... Including me, like, honestly, like, it's, it, it is it is what it is. Like, you, at some point, you just have to streamline stuff, but it's like... Absolutely. It, it's, it's great, like, that you do it, and you're one of the few people who actually do it. And nobody else would have, like, I don't know, think of, like, going to that extent to do something but then again this shows like uniqueness and how much invested you are in what you're doing not even for your own releases like a fucking label release yeah i mean uh, at the end of the day the label in itself is a creative outlet for me as much as my own music being a being given someone's release and they're like here's the music have at it and then being able to i mean i think what really helped with this particular release was the guy had a has a a vision of what what his music is about you know he worked a year on this Mm. album and he's put together something really fucking unique like it's a blend of like lo-fi hip-hop ambient a little bit of electronic there as well it's it's a really complex yet unique album in its entirety Mm. and he comes to me with with this entire concept that the that the album is about so straight the way we've come away thinking okay how can we make this a reality like the the guy even put together um like an inspo like mood board type thing which was just a folder of images that that inspired and it was full of um so like the release itself is inspired by like the um like the sea and uh jacques cousteau the the oceanologist Mm -hmm. so yeah you know we we took that and, and the the mood board that he created was full of like there were some pictures of jackie stowe and as you might have seen from the film that uh, bill murray did uh, about the guy one thing that's very unique about oh, him is yeah. he has the little red uh red beanie so yeah, yeah. you know he, he had pictures of that in there um there was pictures of like old school like sci-fi practical effect sea monsters which is just people in like a really goopy suit type thing oh and shit yeah so yeah, yeah. you know we, we had all of that to work with and i was like okay this is really cool so you know i liked the idea of the collage art that, that, that's been going around a lot recently and i was thinking how can we bring all of this into that without necessarily just kind of taking what he's already got and and put it all together as is so yeah. you know I, I found some um 
you kind of know the the artwork from those old school kind of adventure uh, magazines that were back in like the 50s and 60s that kind of had that really typical um a very i guess unique sci-fi retro sci-fi futurism art so we you yeah, know yeah, we found yeah. um one that was specifically around the sea and it has um an old like navy battleship that's being attacked by sea monsters oh. so then we cut that nice. out popped that on a um a circle that was an old like uh like sea map so like some sea ordnance map okay. so we'd, we'd put that and then in that actual magazine itself because it was the whole thing had been scanned so i just searched through to find mm -hmm. anything relevant in text so i could cut out a chunk of text then i was like oh, i really want to get like the red from the guy's hat in this somehow so then you know we just slapped okay. a red circle in there that just made it look a bit more a bit more interesting and unique and then just got a pen and scribbled over it um and it, you know it sounds pretty simple but kind of it all coming together and i was just really like yeah this is super super unique and it's just that outlet of creativity like as you can tell i'm just like gushing about it like that outlet of creativity oh. for the for the label yeah is something that i absolutely like love so much um and just being able to take the uh, the sound that someone's created and then creating visuals around that yeah i'm just a massive dork yep <laughs> oh it's like i think that's oh, how should i say this is like um who the future will belong to in the end of the day when it comes to the music stuff that we do because there's like there's always like something i'm, I'm not so much in the analog creative stuff like i, I don't know I, I just find myself especially at the moment like really uh, up to here with things yeah. i'm trying to pour my creativity in the interior design decoration of the house at the moment so it doesn't look like a fucking i don't know student yeah house when you have like random shit from random stuff and everything just fits together um but then again i'm more in the you know the digital thing whatever my outlet would be for example the the app yeah or the, the stuff that i do like the, the, the new features that i want to add there but to each his own you know at the end of it but I, what i'm trying to get at is that basically when you invest in what you do, it doesn't have to be just music or whatever, then eventually the good thing about it, it's a huge learning curve for yeah. you. Like this is like adding so much knowledge or there's so much fucking brain neurons being developed in your head. And it just adds up to what you do because you never really know where you will be able to use that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be on music necessarily. It could be like something else. Like, yeah. I finished like, uh, I don't know. I studied like computer science, like a programming or whatever. But being involved into the creativity stuff, like while I was doing my computer science course, uh, led me to, you know, being like a designer or a brand designer or UX, UI, whatever. And I just started off with fucking Photoshop 3, Photoshopping my friend's face onto fucking porn <laughs> pictures. This is what we, we did like, back that. then. Like, oh, look. Yeah, like, oh, look, it's fucking Aaron's head on a, you know, hot-ass babe, whatever. Like, ha-ha, made a joke. That was, that was it. That was what we yeah. would use Photoshop for, shit like that. But, yeah, and that uh, that evolved nicely. That worked, That went well, actually. Yeah. For me, that was paint. <laughs> I remember using fucking MS Paint and um, importing oh, someone's picture into it. And I think, 
I mean, this is just me being a straight up fucking bully in, in, in high school, but it was, it was important. We imported this picture into fucking paint. Yeah. And I remember yeah. that I just cut his arm off. So I, I used the little like crop tool in paint, cut the, the arm out, yeah, and then yeah. I just painstakingly filled everything but like an armhole, um, you know, okay. with, with like the paint dropper tool and just slowly just filled the colour in to make it look like his like his jacket at the time was had filled the gap where his arm was um, and I think I sat there for for the better part of like three hours just Good doing a couple that. of hours yeah, yeah, for, yeah definitely for what pixel just to look like a dickhead yeah. <laughs> just to make so someone like sad a practical joke yeah just for a practical joke like listen yeah. this is what I did yeah but these are like these are the good times man like it's like yeah. Well, I, I don't condone bullying. <laughs> well, well, that wasn't bullying. That's a fucking practical joke. It was a no, prank, it, it was a part of a long string of things that we did to this guy because we didn't like him. I will straight up admit that that, that we we weren't nice to the guy. Um, I, okay. I was a I was a horrible kid. I genuinely was. But we grow up and we grow. I suppose. Yeah, we grow up and we grow out of it. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm starting to recognise patterns of behaviour that I had and I've grown up with, um, and realising that, huh, that wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't. Motherfucker. <laughs> that was a that lot of time nice. to spend on making someone really sad. So. I mean. I mean, I yeah, laugh about it indeed. now, but you know, I, I have reflected and felt shit about some stuff that I've done, and I'm not going to get into he this probably, into a sad little. He probably, he probably never forgot about it. Probably though. not. You know that, right? And I'm sure it's I've like the things that I have been through in life have been as a result of that. But whatever, karma and all that shit. Anyway. Oh well. Let's move on to to happier and <laughs> less depressing things. <laughs> <laughs> which is I don't know I don't I don't really I don't really have any other uh, topics to talk about no, today sure. I was like I, I did zero preparation for this like I like I told you like I was like fucking building up IKEA and cleaning the house like for oh god I'm watching my ever cat since I Daddy woke Long up Leg. basically don't eat that she's gonna come and shout she ate it no he didn't he's he's a bit of he no no he wants out he's a specimen oh we've been going through okay. some at the moment like so the cat I know it's just a really stupid fucking anecdotal story but the cat goes through phases of where he likes to sleep and you know after a little while he'll stay somewhere for maybe two to three maybe four weeks and then that spot will just become toxic to him and he'll never go to it again well it seems like we've (laughs) we've cycled round um, and there he is. Okay. Well, you can't really see him on, on Instagram. But yeah, I see. I see. We, we've I see him, we've I see him. cycled background to him wanting to sit and sleep on this chair that I'm sitting on. There you go. So I'll I'll come in in the morning and he'll be like asleep on the chair and I'll like no yeah. I'm playing I'm playing I'm playing office go away. Um, so I'll like scoop <laughs> him off and I mean we've got a perfectly comfy chair behind me that he can sit on but that's toxic to him yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll scoop him off, he'll go eat some food, and then he'll just come and sit on the desk, and he'll sit right in front of me, and he'll keep, like, oh, nudging me with his head, because he wants me to move. And he will climb oh. on me, he will... I mean, I've, there's, a like, a towel that I've there that he, I've tried to get him to sleep on, he'll oh, stay shit. on it for five minutes. Oh, shit. And then if I leave the room, <laughs> he'll be on the chair, so I'll move him again, he'll lie in front, he'll lie on the keyboard, 
all in an effort just to get me to move. Because as soon as I do, if I leave to get a drink, I'll, t- I'll come back and he'll be on the chair. I'm just hoping Fine, like just this week, next week is when he finds the chair toxic <laughs> and there's a new place for oh, him to yeah. sleep. <laughs> it's a nightmare, honestly. An actual nightmare. I know I don't have cats. Uh, there's a lot of stray cats outside and Verena, like there was like there was a, a really fresh one. I think it was like maybe a week old or something. You can tell yeah. like, it was very, very small. And because there are strays, whatever, immediately with cats or cat people, you know, they get this ear sickness, like their ears can get like really affected right. fast. That's why you take them to the vet immediately yeah. after they're born. Oh, there he is. And this one looked like it's, it looked like it was not going to make it through. Yeah. I don't think it was going to make it. And then Verena likes, was like, oh, just being nice in the verge of tears, of course, because she's like a very hardcore cat person. She was like, yeah, let's give it some milk. And... What people don't really know is like cats, if you give them milk, it should be lactose-free yeah. milk, not lactose-free. So people, a lot of people don't know just poor milk, but how would you anyway? I know that because of Verena. So we gave him like, she put like some milk in a, in a, I don't know, container or whatever. And immediately like she wanted to feed that little baby and everybody else showed up. Like, I think there must've been like 15 cats at some point <laughs> going, meow, meowing around her. I was like, dude, you don't do that shit here, <laughs> especially in Greece. Like, you now own fifteen so cats. Many... Just FYI. No, 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 no. It's like, like today, like get this. Today, I went out to throw some garbage, and I mustn't. I, I probably didn't. Well, I didn't pull the door behind me to close properly. So I think it was like left. Yeah. Not half open, but maybe if you could nudge it, like it could open. And I come back home. And I see the door wide open downstairs. I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot. And as soon as I took one step in the uh, on the stairs, like there's like two cats ran out of my house. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like we're like it. It can't be that these cats were in the house. Like I don't know for a couple of days now. We would have heard them for sure, or seen them, you know. Yeah. But they must have like just the the door opened and it just went in. Oh no, they opened the door. This is like. Yeah, this is yeah. They probably not, but this is the level of the Greek stray cat. Like it would just, it would just go into your house, like whatever. Love it. I guarantee you're gonna end up with a cat. I mean, I, I, I said like at the end of the day, you, the best solution to do is like. I mean, it's pretty sad around here, the area that I live. That it's there used to be like about ten years ago before I left, there were a lot of stray dogs. Yeah, and because dogs, you know, they they. They bark a lot, but most of them just just afraid or whatnot. A lot of people actually poison them, yeah. which is super shitty to do. Um, so as soon as the dogs, the dog population was dramatically deceased, yeah. uh, the the cats moved in. And because cats are, you know, there's no, there's not so much meowing or there's no barking, whatever. Yeah. They just let them and they just keep feeding them. You see a lot of random people that would just bring the wet food to the cats. Which is the shit that I have to deal uh, oh, yeah. with. There, there <laughs> Such a dickhead. Yeah. And at the same time, you just but if you really want to do something, you just have to, I don't know, castrate them, I guess. But uh, this is on the state. Yeah. You're going to end up with a cat. It's like it's like, <laughs> you, you are going to end up uh, with a cat. No. But anyway, I think this is getting... Uh, this is, I don't know, too many anecdotal <laughs> stories about, about pets. Cats and football. Or stray pets. 
No, it's been, oh, it's been a good episode. We had a, oh, we have an interesting question. What do you think about the lo live lo-fi show that Dimension 32 is doing? My first reaction is like, Dimension 32 is doing a lo-fi show. <laughs> uh, my, second, my, my second reaction is like, lol. <laughs> Um, Whatever. I don't think anything of it. Um, is this is this like Lo-Fi Girl um, endorsed, or like it's some sort of like part of the whole him working for Lo-Fi Girl as a as an artist manager? No idea, no idea. Uh, so I really don't think of anything, uh, Draw Beats. I'm sorry, man. I, I will. I want to say I will have to see it first, but then again, why would I watch a lo-fi show? Like, what is it's it? It's a lo-fi it, live like... band playing some of our lo-fi records tracks, and it's Rain in ah, June, so Hugway. Oh, they're called Rain in June. It's Hugway, okay, Dimension so Thirty Two, like a... Lucid Keys, and Lecoq Scandi. Lecoq. Lo-fi live Sportif. band. Get your tickets. How much am I going to have to pay to watch the most fucking boring? What? No. What? Tickets? Yeah. What? what, what I'm what, not what, paying okay. 25 euros. To watch for, to listen like, uh, no, no, man. Well, I mean, good for them. It's like it's a live performance. But uh, before you put that shit behind a paywall, maybe you can, you know, share it with people. I have an idea. Let's just pay 25 euros and then we screen capture it and then we just post it on, on YouTube for free and monetize it because their music is... Oh, no. See, now you're fucking idea. setting me off on shit. So it's like a... They look like a support <laughs> act for the Scandi. So the Scandi, one of the oldest pop rock groups in the Parisian underground. Okay, so is this on Insta? Is this thing on Instagram? Fuck, you got me curious now. Fuck you, draw beats. I know, right? What the fuck? <laughs> um, so on one side, the Scandi, one of the oldest pop rock groups the in the Scandi. Parisian underground, bought to the Boulevard by the resumption of post-pandemic concerts. On the other, Rain in June, the very first live band bringing lo-fi music to the stage and formed by style references Hugway, Dimension 32 and Lucid Keys. I'm sorry, but I don't think this is the first live band considering, no, at least from the top of my not. head, um, didn't Sleep Tales do something similar where they all got together and played lo-fi live like it's not one of the first yeah. this, this is what fucks me off about people like this just rock, saying yeah, yeah. bullshit because they haven't done the research to actually fucking look into it themselves oh well i've not taken it's not within my circle so we must be the first band to do this are oh, you fuck get fucked with your boring pretty boy shit <laughs> i mean <laughs> there he said it yeah that's exactly what we're talking about i don't know Nah, I, I don't. Well, I mean, I mean, I could not give less. I, I'm just gonna say this. I'm, I'm just gonna say this. Or you know, all the best. Yeah. Them. If they wanna, I mean, it's a band at the end of the day. Whether it's like lo-fi or small-fi is, is, it's irrelevant at this point. It's a live act, and we are both supporting live acts. Yeah, of absolutely. Music. They want to play that their lo-fi, uh, pretty boy lo-fi stuff. You know, good for them. They want to charge twenty-five bucks. Can it like sell? Can they do like? Uh, can they sell out the venue? That's great. That's great. You know, it, it is what it is. But definitely, the part that we don't agree is the fact that they are the first ones to do it. No, no, no. There's, there's, uh, there's other band-related stuff. There's like, I mean, even Hoffy did it with his mates in yeah. Denmark. So it's definitely not the first one. Maybe it's the first one in that I particular mean, 
part of Paris. I don't know, whatever. Like, but it's like, this sounds to me like you're sucking your own dick too much. I mean, you might have a big dick and you'd be able to suck it. But you shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, unless you're really into it. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I d- definitely like uh, reacted interestingly to that. But I, I mean, I, I, to answer your question, I couldn't get. Um, I think if that's what they want to do, cool. Live music within the live scene yeah. is great. Live um, music is great. Live music is great. Necessarily original, stuff. and you're definitely not the first to do that. Whether they're a band, whether oh. they're a, just an artist no. performing their music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. I, I think I, I guess it's interesting that they're presumably offering to play their own stuff each. So like, or I guess it will be interesting to see how it breaks down because obviously there's three of them. So how does it, you know, are they all playing one artist's music or are they playing a mix of each other's music? That that's kind of the only thing. That I mean, I'm... that's great. They, they've done they've done collabs. I mean. I think we need a few more years before there's like a tribute band forming to play Lazy Boy Loops based greatest hits, you know. So it's until that happens. I mean, technically, if you think about it, they can take it to the next level and they can even fucking perform their entire lo-fi girl catalog if they want to. It is what it I is. I think what makes me laugh about but, that though is that, that that seems to be a selling point for them. Like, oh, we're playing all of our lo-fi girl music. It's like, well, have you released outside of lo-fi girl within the past two years probably not well i guess this is the the attempt i mean this is where everything it, it comes down to you know what i mean like you can yeah. have this like basically great releases and all of you guys have like in the millions of monthly listeners but then again as we covered that so many times in the past we're talking about a very passive audience here so yep. now that you know you decided to put your faces out there and say oh we're the lo-fi band and we're gonna do this because it's like that person and that person and all our listeners combined are over 10 million monthly listeners which is great even though there's a lot of overlap uh now it's where it comes down to and now i think basically uh they you know it will be revealed how yeah active this audience is you know what i mean yeah so you can see your statistics and say you know what i had like um in the past 12 months that i'm doing that or since 2015 in the filter i had 20 million streams from france so people should know who i am right so if i put out a concert and somebody sees my name maybe whatever I mean, like I said, um, we're both big supporters and fans of live music, you know, which is great to see it happen. And I I hope, like I said, to have like a sellout and I hope this works for you because it's I mean, at the end of the day, it's an uh, it's an honest attempt to uh, make yourself more independent. Like, no, don't. It sounds a bit stupid, but not be dependent so much on Lo-Fi Girl, yeah. but actually being dependent on, you know, your live act. Because all of these guys, they're live musicians. Hogue, uh, Dimension, and, and the other guy. Like, they play, they, use, they play in bands and stuff. So, basically, now they form their own band. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. And if it works for them, that, that, that's, that's great. That's great. I mean, I would definitely pay for a, a live a music video. 
I yeah, I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> I, I from hearing these guys' music, um, for me personally, it would probably be the most sleep-inducing fucking music. I mean, it, what it, was it, the name again? Sleeping, sleeping June. Sleep rain in June. June. Was, oh, rain in June. Oh, sorry. Um, unless they're doing something of any interest that isn't just playing their own. But because clearly, but you know, they, they can like, obviously play how, instruments, but I don't necessarily think what they're going to be playing is anything short of just like a wedding background band. Let's be honest; it, it's just going to sound like just a, la- a lounge band in a cafe. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the name uh, of the? There's a special name for the track list on a live performance. What is it called? Set list. The nah, it has another name. I'll be I'll be very curious. I'll is it, yeah, it's out. a set list. It'd be oh, interesting what their set list is. Or something. Yeah, like like it's it's a lo-fi band, right? Yeah. So we're talking about I don't know a couple of minutes, three minutes maximum. Mm-hmm. Per track, so how many? How much? Like, how long would the act be? Would be like an hour, would be like two hours. Like, because usually, like, if it's a normal band, they can perform um, an album within an hour, yeah. maybe, or maybe maybe a little bit more. Like one one to one and a half hours. I think for a, a proper live act, it's a it's a good time to play. Like I I listen. I've I've been to like I don't know several Fink um, concerts. You know the band Fink. Yeah. And yeah, you know, they play one and a half to two sometimes. Yeah, like it's, it's a really good concert, and you're listening to a lot of stuff. Um, but if if they play like you play your greatest hits, like you need to play like at least like fifty tracks. Yeah, like it's <laughs> just to cover a fucking hour and a half. That'd be like fucking. I don't know. You'd be sleep. You'd be asleep after that. Well, I guess we'll if, figure if, out in judging January, by the music how well it play. goes. Yeah, we can maybe we can send uh, our boy. Uh, what's his? Uh, we can we have we have our man in Paris. We can send him to that gig. I don't know if he's gonna pay for the ticket. Gabo. Yeah. Oh. Maybe maybe we paid. We'll pay. Maybe we paid for him. Man on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that can be his one and only podcast appearance, <laughs> which is just a clip of him at the event. Now, like, I know I'm. I've been very eager yeah. to sh- to shit on this, but yeah. Um, good luck to them i hope it works out it'd be great to see you know lo-fi live stuff that that's one of the many ways that we can you know develop ourselves as artists especially within the lo-fi scene so if that's what they want if they've yes. come together to play each other's music exactly. yeah, yeah more, more for them is it going to be great in my opinion no but if you're into that stuff but it, it's the same. Such a such a. It's you're such the same. toxic person. Man. No, I guess what it's the same as me <laughs> saying like, would I go to, I don't know, a concert of a pop artist that I'd like? Would I go and see Little Mix and would I enjoy it? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. It's, it's exactly the same thing. Do I think this is going to be an enjoyable event? The same as I wouldn't think no. a Little Mix at a concert <laughs> would be enjoyable. No, but each to their own there might be people as you said you know they've got millions yeah, exactly. of, of list, monthly listeners each so let's see how many of those millions turn up I hope it sells out for them and I hope do you know what I genuinely hope that our bitter old asses are proven fucking wrong and this becomes the biggest fucking success and they blow up because yes. I will sit yeah. there and I will eat my own hat f- because of that I will, I will suck my own dick exactly 
you know yeah so i hope it goes well i hope it sells out i hope all of the uh uh one two three four five six seven people that have left fire emojis on their uh instagram post really help you know push them to the top yeah <laughs> that whizzing sound says it all <laughs> the whistling laugh there we go yeah nice no, it's and on that high note thanks for yeah i mean i i mean i can't really speak i'm hoping to do some live events later this year maybe next year as well um and yeah. you know <laughs> i would kind of expect similar support <laughs> so i can't really <laughs> sit, sit here and be like fuck you you know, yeah. maybe there'll be a special appearance of Lazy Boy Loops in Greece. You never know. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's not like for music, it's definitely going to be like a podcast side by side, you know, shit like that. You, maybe you can stay like downstairs in the living room, open up the laptop and everything. So it looks like we're... No, we, we're going to sit next to each other. Just like do it here. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm not going like, to sit sorry. in another... What would be the point of traveling all the way to fucking Greece to sit in another room? <laughs> And if, if you don't behave, I'm going to put you in the fucking basement, like back there. This Hell is yeah. the naughty room. Is that, that's yeah. where I'm going to sleep, I had, I had I had to put my stool back there, by the way, because it's like the wind was blowing and it was just like randomly like, it doesn't properly close. It's right. like, there's a hinge and that's it. So I had to put the stool back there. It's not that I have somebody locked back there. Like, <laughs> Let me out. A little child or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, definitely cool, cool, on that cool. note. <laughs> that's yeah. been the the twenty fifth episode of the Sunday Roast podcast, and I guess this marks the the next season of the. You know, we've season, had a little break. Yeah. We've had a little interlude interim with the second, uh, the twenty fourth episode, and now twenty five marks season two. I guess yeah. fully, because I think now it's been over a year, hasn't it? In August last year, we started. Yeah, yeah, we're one year old, still doing that shit, still people listening, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, send us messages with any uh, tea and stuff, and then we'll yeah, do sure the work for us. <laughs> please, please, we've done enough work. Now it's time to get paid. Yeah. Right. Don't forget to to like and subscribe. Like, subscribe. Yeah. Follow me. Let's subscribe. On, follow me on social media at LazyBoyLoops. <laughs> Download the app, uh, Pueblo Vista Lo-Fi Radio app. Subscribe Yay. to the radio app. You get a yeah, okay. you get a Porto timer. A what? A Portobello timer. Portobello. Portobello. What is it? <laughs> it's a tomato Pomodoro. timer. It's a Pomodoro timer. A Portobello, Portobello timer. timer. Portobello is like mushrooms, man. Like, why are you thinking about mushrooms? Mushrooms, tomato, same difference. It's a tomato timer. Why is it called potato, a potato potato. Timer? Nobody knows. Potato, tomato, tomato. Yeah, okay. And on that note, it's been great having all these people. Uh, There's one person in the live. I don't know. Whoever you are, we love you. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks from now. Ta-ta. Bye.